0: Ho, ho, Merry Christmas. Too long, didn't read. From the Alan Turing Institute, the UK's National Institute for Data Science and AI. Happy
1: Christmas, everyone.
0: Ho, oh, ho, ho, ho. Thank you, little girls. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I think I sound creepy. That's honestly so cute. Um, that's my daughters there sounding way more angelic than usual. Mince mm, pie. Ho, <laughs> ho, ho. Welcome to Too Long Didn't Read, your weekly AI jam and season's greetings to you. I got some bells now. You've got a bell too. I I have a tiny little,
1: yeah, that's the only bells I
0: had. We've almost come to the end of our first series and we hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. We know that many of you may have mentally checked out by mid-December and don't need a fact-filled AI fest right now. So the next couple of episodes are a little shorter, a little less structured and a little more fun. Woohoo! I'm Jonah, a content producer here at The Turing, and uh, big up to Jesse, who hosted last week's show. Thanks, Jesse.
1: I think she did an absolutely fantastic job and Jesse totally needs to come back.
0: OK, this week we have been recruited by Santa Corp to come up with some AI solutions that could help the big man and his merry helpers be more efficient. Plus, we'll explore how our AI expert, Smera, became an AI expert. All that and not much more on <laughs> Too Festive Didn't Read. Is that a little mistletoe I see? <laughs> OK, Smera, the festive time is here. And for many, that means Christmas. AI and Christmas go hand in hand thanks to the power of capitalism and consumerism. We will be targeted with ads based on our search history and internet data. We'll get frustrated at an AI chatbot when that last minute Prezi hasn't arrived. And we might even be lulled to sleep by an AI-generated voice of long-past actor Jimmy Stewart reading us a bedtime story. Oh. I read that the BBC have collaborated with computer scientists at the University of Stanford and Illinois to create an AI tool that will make recipes from your Christmas leftovers. From turkey croquettes to potato casserole, it wasn't very revolutionary. (laughs) I know. I did read what I think is a positive AI Christmas story. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong. An Australian telecommunications company have enabled all of its 14,500 payphones across Australia to call the North Pole for a magical conversation with Father Christmas. Children are encouraged to use Google Maps to find their closest payphone and then they can dial hashtag ho 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 for a free (laughs) chat to Santa. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. Children, AI, creepy man on the other end of the line, asking what they really want. Don't worry, Smera. I've got you covered here. Uh, It's an exercise in safety, as well as a great marketing campaign. Telestra, the uh, telecommunications company, Mm -hmm. claimed that safety is a big part of the campaign. To quote them, teaching kids how to find and use a payphone in case of an emergency. This made integration with Google Maps particularly important so children could associate their Santa chat with real-world payphone locations closest to them. Has that alleviated any fears you might have
1: had? I think that's really nice, especially the, the part where, like, it's giving them spatial awareness. And I think in the last few weeks I've been yeah. I've been speaking to a lot of folks and everyone's just talking about, you know, how often you tend to rely on Google Maps or any kind of navigation yes. technique where you stop actually knowing where you are. And that's yeah. that that's really yeah, yes. yeah.
0: So right, I'll read you the AI and um yep. maybe you could summarize it because I don't fully understand. Working with implementation partner Fullstop AI and agency partner at OMD, Telestra chose to use Google Cloud's Dialogflow CX as a voice interface for Santa, oh, yeah. which has been further enhanced by Generative AI and Palm2, our next generation large language model that builds on Google's legacy of breakthrough research and machine learning and responsible AI. Uh, our is, um, this is, I'm quoting from Google here. Key to the process was also an AI tuning technique called prompt engineering which provides the necessary context to the Palm 2 Foundation model in order to specifically bring out the traits we normally associate with Santa like his warmth, wisdom and kindness. Next we needed to ensure the experience felt personable and friendly. To do that we used our text-to-speech custom voice model to capture Santa's speaking tone and timbre with generative AI. Then recreating the various inflections and vocal expression required in different responses from surprise to curiosity and mirth. Can you summarise that in language that isn't full of uh, words that I don't understand, please?
1: It uses natural language programming to respond to the queries that people have sent. And in that process, that, that's exactly what would make it more personal, I would say.
0: So to get him to have a, hello, that kind of voice, they've used a text to speech thing and then customized the model of the voice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think the one responding is generative AI. The rest of them would just be natural language. Okay. So yeah. machine learning, big umbrella, small umbrella of generative AI is also part of this larger machine learning adventure. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've just listened to the Santa voice. He sounds a little, um, he sounds a little weird. Right,
1: doesn't he? <laughs> he sounds
0: he sounds quite creepy. Yeah. If he weren't saying lovely words. For listeners, here it is. Hello there, it's Santa speaking. Hi, Santa. What prison would you like for Christmas? What present would you like for Christmas?
1: <laughs> you know, we've kind of been painting poor old Santa in this very specific, you know, deep-throated... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what if, what if Santa's just sitting there like, damn... I have like a squeaky <laughs> voice, but they just changed it. Like we need to we need to be more creative with it, you know? Did I make Santa a vulnerable group as well? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Samara, this week I had a letter from a pretty senior elf in Santa's entourage demanding we come up with some ideas to integrate AI into the Christmas workflow. I know the elves are under a lot of pressure this time of year, but to be honest, the letter was pretty demanding, terse, rude even, I'd say. That elf needs to check (laughs) himself before he wrecks himself elf. (laughs) Right. Anyway, because they're magical and mysterious entities, mm-hmm. I think we should help. How can we uh, integrate AI into the Christmas workflow?
1: First thought: elves are elves are now a vulnerable group. Are they? We've managed to put AI with with Amazon workers, and now oh AI gosh. to replace. You know. So first, <laughs> we need to think about that, which is, of course, the most important thing that I speak about every time. Before Absolutely. we even design Absolutely. a system, is it necessary? Do we should we even procure the system? But <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, this isn't but- exactly where.
1: I okay, I want I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna take off my ethicist hat and be like, oh yes, yeah, you know, just I'll. I'll be not a lad. actually
0: wear an ethicist hat. It's weird.
1: <laughs> we could put some form of automation into his sled to make it quicker, pull more weight, and yes. whatnot. You know, yes. it does seem to have some really good avenues. You know,
0: and like his um. Uh, the route mm-hmm. he could have an optimized route exactly he could use um letter processing AI right to to sort of sort the letters and put them into into categories Ooh. and then like toy recommendations and yeah, yeah. sort of he could borrow some of the e commerce AI to help yeah that
1: na- natural language programming to go through the naughty and the nice list I think that oh yeah, yeah why why not unless I mean
0: how let's put your ethics hat back on yeah and how would he deal how you know AI Sorting the naughty and nice list sounds to me a little bit judgy.
1: Yeah, but in that, would he be able to, if we integrate like AI to like use all the data that he's built up and like that he has yeah. on these kids over time? A, yeah. children's rights, excuse me, as Santa, yeah, just, because magical, just because you are magical, just because you are magical, you think you are going to surpass the EU AI Act? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> How accurate is his data, all right? Like, okay, there's a child. Would I really trust a child to be honest about, you know, their actions of being naughty or nice? And also, how much much freedom do I want to give this child to ask for whatever toys that they
0: want? Some people say, Father Christmas is watching. You better be good for, like, you know, parents get this additional help for, like, the month of Mm -hmm. December to Mm -hmm. threaten their children. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is he watching? And presumably AI could definitely help him with that, like... Hidden cameras that have, um, collect only the data that he needs to judge them. I mean, it's getting, it's, it's getting, giving, scary. it's giving,
1: it's giving surveillance <laughs> capitalism for children as well. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the yeah. elves are the vulnerable group, the children, are the, vulnerable group, the vulnerable group. Yeah. So I'm going to write back to, um, Elfish Presley, which was the, um, the, <laughs> the elf that wrote to me, and, um, tell them that it will be, Very much so, a partnership between ELS and AI. And we are going to start a little subcommittee just to look into some of the children's rights violations that are clearly happening. It's also worth mentioning to any listeners who have children, there's a very cool thing that I like to show my girls every year, which is the International Space Station. Turn on on the app, you can um, hold your phone up to to the sky and see where the ISS is. And during the festive period, they make the little dot... Uh, Santa on a sleigh. So you can oh, and, yeah, and so yeah, you yeah. hold your camera up, you know, at night and you can see Santa, but then if you take your phone away, you can see the little star. Well not star, but you can see the yeah, ISS yeah. light moving across the sky. Oh, because, that's
1: cute. That's uh, cute. It's that's really cute. fun. Yeah.
0: And uh, obviously then you can um make it more educational and <laughs> less fun and tell them about the ISS. <laughs> that chimney's particularly narrow. Oh dear. up. Oh, oh, oh. This is the 10th episode. We're pre-recording it, but this is the 10th episode of um, the Mighty Podcast. It's a decade old in in weeks. Um, Our listeners have heard you explain nuclear cyber attacks, the history of microchips, labour exploitation, and once or twice (laughs) ChatGPT, but they haven't heard enough about you. So I thought we would uh, take a little bit of time Mm -hmm. to... uh, Talks Um And beginning with your title, which we all now know, DJ Jeff is the acronym, uh, Digital Justice, Global Wrong. Ethical Futures. Wrong. Wrong already. Wrong. Data justice. Yes. yes. Data justice, Global Ethical Futures. What is that? Um, what is your job, your research assistant? Tell us about your job title. Tell us about who you work with at the Alan Turing Institute, as in who the global ethical blah, blah, blah is. <laughs> and um, tell us any like research that you're doing, that you're interested in.
1: So I've been a research assistant in, as you said, data justice and global ethical futures for two years now. My contract's been extended for another year. So yay, one Woo! more year of these podcasts um but at my other role the the less exciting bit of it is the data justice and global ethical part of it where um we must we work with 12 partner organizations across the world in this one advancing data justice in research and practice project so they right. prepared a series of reports and we prepared a series of reports as well as a documentary series and some graphics and animation so we can share in as simplistic a way as possible, what data justice means, which in essence, as I've explained in previous episodes, is about, you know, the protection of your data against harms, be it from a government, from a corporate entity, or from other individuals itself. And, um, you know, I've explained this in terms of the labor exploitation, but what data justice, especially what the Turing is trying to look at, is shifting the conversation away from the transatlantic to, you know areas within what is usually termed the global South, but also seeing the variation between these countries, not just looking at rural areas, looking at national areas, and so forth.
0: so what um what kind of partners do you work with? what are the what are one or two of the twelve partners? Uh, you know them?
1: Digital rights Foundation in Pakistan, Digital empowerment Foundation okay. in India. Um, digital Natives Academy.
0: Oh, so similar sort of institutes that are doing similar work, and you're just sort of combining research mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. messaging and what? Yeah,
1: one of the interesting ones is Digital Natives Academy in Aotearoa in New Zealand, um, and their work. They a lot of their work is is looking at trying to get basic tech and uh, digital infrastructures to the Maori population there. And it started off with the radio networks that they try that that they began as a way of of bringing community from you know, the grounds and the areas in which they were and really spreading that message across using the radio waves. And since then, it's increased. Now they've looked into video games and, you know, training um, a new generation of people. So it's really interesting to see what different countries are doing, using their own cultural values to ensure, you know, we use data well and we make the full use of the digital domain without harming the people who are also in it.
0: Yeah. So does your work entail, is it mostly about awareness uh, or is there sort of policy informing and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, I work within the ethics team. The ethics team works within the public policy programme of the oh, Yes. So a lot yeah. of our work does help in either consultation or to help inform policy within the United Kingdom
0: and hopefully globally as well. Yeah. So listeners will no doubt have figured that you're into ethics. Isn't um, that obvious? <laughs> yeah, like I, I've probably referred to you sometimes as the science expert. Are you a scientist? Uh, what What's your sort of like? What do you call yourself rather than your full DJ Jeff title?
1: I would not call myself a scientist. I would barely okay. call myself an ethicist. Um, I do I, ethicist. Wow. Yeah, no, I th- I think should we think, all be ethicists? I think we should all behave ethically. I think yes. ethicists are probably the philosophers out there with the tenured professorships at big universities. That's, that's yeah. At least that's how I see it. My background's actually in humanities, so I did history, economics, political science and then I did my master's in international security and strategy, uh, which is where some of my knowledge on cybersecurity came from. That's also where I learned about space security. And I, it was a great master's. I got to learn about all of these different aspects. But AI, AI was the one that really, you know, got to me.
0: And Was it? Yeah, yeah. Why?
1: I I didn't really know much about it. And then as I started figuring out the the logical side behind it and the math that went into it, and then, of course, the big data problem, that's when I realized it could really harm communities. So I wanted my research to relate to what's happening in Kashmir, occupied Kashmir and the divided Kashmir region within India, Pakistan and China. So my thesis essentially tried to look at how medical technologies medical ai based technologies if deployed in areas like this and don't contain the data of the people in those regions just thinking about how that data, if trained on people like me, if used over there, would not pick up on their signs of trauma and not pick up on how best to treat them. So I realised that there was that big inequity. And yeah, I end up writing it on ethics. And a few months later, found the posting at the Turing Institute. I applied about eight hours before closing. So I was I was not on top really? of it at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is AI, is it here forever? It's so like hyped and so buzzwordy, as soon as something is in the news every day, you know that it's possibly in its, like, final <laughs> final death throes. Do you have an opinion on the future of AI? Like, is it going to uh, morph into something new? It
1: will. It will 100%. Every piece of technology we have ever had has morphed into something new. Our computers got smaller and sleeker. Our TVs got smaller and sleeker. Our phones got more and more and more powerful. And, you know, it's just going to get more. And yeah. I do think it's going to increase. And I know I always come off as someone who's like, no, we should be mindful, like, this is bad, this is bad. I do think tech can help us. It's always about how it's being deployed. If all those considerations are made, it can be used as a force for good. So it needs like this yeah. whole of society change. You know, assuming all of that takes place, we could have good AI in the future, deployed well, maybe we do finally get a three-day work week, a four-day work week. And, you know, AI does yeah, most of it right. for us. I know I'm, I'm very negative, but it can be better in the future. And I am hopeful. Yeah.
0: Well, it took ten episodes, but we've got Smera to admit she is hopeful about AI. That's a Christmas miracle if e'er I heard one. That was interesting hearing about Smera's AI journey, wasn't it? If you're interested in learning more about the researchers at the Turing, check out our CoffeePod podcast, which does just that. Well, thanks for listening, listeners. Join us next week for our final episode of the season when I fire some of your questions at Smera. Let's make her sweat. Like, share, subscribe and email us at podcast.turing.ac.uk. At Find us on Instagram at TheTuringInst and Twitter at TuringInst.
1: Thank you. Happy holidays. off Wiedersehen.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs>
1: Thanks, DJ Jeff. That's what I always wanted.